A clear and starry sky shines over the salt-scattered parking lot outside of the Little Dipper, Kepler's requisite dive bar and late-night grill. This establishment once catered to the scientists of the Green Bank Telescope, who sought leisure after a long shift of watching the heavens. Today, it plays home to a far seedier clientele, a group that favors its own name for the bar, the Hornet's Nest. A trio bearing the Hornet insignia stands watch over the entrance to the bar, harshly critiquing one another's motorbikes while catching a smoke in the chill February air. One Hornet, the largest among them, tells a joke too foul and convoluted to repeat. His smaller subordinate bellows out a hearty laugh. The third, though, is distracted by a figure approaching them from across the parking lot. This Hornet boss, known as Hollis, is transfixed as the figure enters the bar, their footsteps crunching through the half-melted slurry that forms a moat around the front door. It is 1.17 a.m. Their associate's uproarious laughter fades into the background. A silence floods Hollis's mind. Their face goes hot and numb, their heartbeat loud and erratic. They are not startled by the screams coming from within the bar. In some way, they expected them. A bloody body smashes through the window beside them, toppling over the parked bikes outside. Hollis charges against the tide of fleeing patrons. Their lieutenant, Keith, lay unconscious and trampled on the floor. Above him, the figure stands victoriously on a shuffleboard table. Viscera pours through its gnashed, smiling teeth. In its hand, its claw, maybe, the figure holds a hornet too mangled to recognize. Hollis reaches above the bar and grabs a baseball bat. It is 1.20 a.m. Hollis's bike weaves through the trees of the Monongahela forest in pursuit of the figure. Even on foot, this being outpaces them. The bike skids to a halt as Hollis reaches a clearing in the woods, a large, circular gap among the blanket of pines. They scan the perimeter. They catch their breath. They turn on a dime and depart in the other direction, fast away from an invisible doorway to a far-flung world. to the Adventure Zone Amnesty, your number one source for news about amnesty. The whole okay. idea, idea of it. People are forgiven a lot of people all over the world these days. Are they? Not especially they? super very much. Doesn't seem to be the case. Griffin, I have a big important announcement. Okay. I've been thinking about it for almost two weeks now, and I've picked a name for the flying dagger that I got in the last episode. Oh, yeah. The trades, Trav, have been sort of a buzzing about your dagger. I know. I know. Listen, and I'm ready. Big reveal. I'm, I've am i nicknamed it Snitch. Okay. Snitch. Because it zooms around like a golden snitch. I should say, that's not a name Travis would pick for it. That's the name Aubrey would pick for it. Gotcha. Yeah. I expect more from her than I do from Travis. It's not spelled like that. It's spelled differently. Four ends. Yeah. Snitch. Snitch. There's a Y and an A in there. I have an announcement as well. I think in the interest of us working together and just having a good family relationship and a show, we put the whole creps, crepes controversy behind us. Yeah, the trades have been buzzing about this one too. Yeah, because I was extremely right. And you guys were harsh and and mean. Oh, I see. And I'm and I think we need to put that all behind us and not even, not even mention it again. See, I saw I saw one trade, and the headline was Clint McElroy colon old brain, and I thought that that <laughs> yeah. was mean. I think uh, okay, so we know what Aubrey has kind of been doing since the lunar interlude. I don't want us to like do a whole lot of like uh, individual scenes because that's that that's basically what the lunar interlude is for. Um, but like, I think there's some things that we need to like firm up before we get into the next hunt. Like for instance, like 
Uh, I want to know what Billy's like living situation has been. I know he was sort of rooming at the Cryptonomica. I didn't know if that was a permanent solution. I don't know if Duck or Ned gets custody of of Billy, your uh, your Not goat it. friend. Okay. Not it. I Not I it. think he's made a home. I I think um, I think he kind of fits in. I mean, in his Ryan Gosling phase, because you know Neil Armstrong. Did we go to the moon? No, not really. The whole uh, astronaut outer space what kind the? of thing. But what Wait, is that? What are you talking? What is you this ta- dad talking or like the conspiracy theorist Ned Chicane? What is talking? going on? Because I hope this isn't the big reveal that our dad, Clint McRoy, who we've known for many years, doesn't years. believe it's in a the moon. Flat thing. Earther. I actually am the only one of us who watched it on television, and it was very bad special effects. I mean, it did not look oh my real. God. Oh, my God. I don't know about all this, Okay, dads. so... so We're going to get some letters. Dad's a flat earther. What the fuck is Billy up to, though? The OG question. <laughs> I think he's just uh, wandering around the Cryptonomica, and every so often somebody will come in, and he'll offer him pizza. Okay, I have a question for you. Does he eat trash? I mean, pizza's not good for you, Justin. Is that what you mean? You know that's not. Are we leaning into the cliche? Are we, you know, eating the The cliche of a goat man that looks like Ryan Gosling and eats trash? I guess that's not very cliched at all, is it? No, this is a vibrant, rich world. He eats food adjacent trash. Okay, I don't think he. I don't think he's eating any RC cola cans, but a banana peel. Yeah, I'll fuck with that. Some shoelaces. That's basically cloth spaghetti. Has he, he learned really any more about. language, do you think? Absolutely not. I feel like I can put my foot down on that one. It's not about learn. I magically gave him the ability yeah, to just say not- like six words. But only kind of good, yes. Uh, Aubrey, what is life at like Amnesty Lodge been like? Any any updates? I feel like uh, I feel like in the last arc especially, we didn't spend a whole lot of time uh, there. We spent a lot of time in the basement sort of talking to Spooky Thacker, but um, not, not I much. I would say it's, it's, it's the kind of thing where like everybody's, both because it's like the post holidays, you know, still very gray and cold, but there's not like a big celebration thing to look forward to. Yeah. Plus like how much shit has been going on and just also kind of a vibe. I think everybody's on edge. Everybody's a little tense, but if you ask them like what's wrong, they, they couldn't exactly put their finger on it. There's just kind of a, negative hum in the air you know i would say everybody's just on edge i think a lot of that probably comes from mama and barclay who the more you all like spend time with them the more you sort of pick up on the fact that the way that the abominations are sort of uh changing and getting sort of more the last one could change time like the, the the more sort of things they learn and the more direct their influence like on you is rather than just being like some mindless monster wandering in the woods like the more they are hunting you the more i think concerned they are getting because it's breaking like this this decades-long pattern well and not only that i also think like between because aubrey i think has since told mama about touching the crystal we we kind of hinted at that at the end of the last arc yeah and then i also think on top of that like duck bringing billy in and like them having, did do they know that we talked with the Mothman? Um, we cover that effectively. I think so. I think you. I think you did drop that bomb. So I. I just think that like also instead of things becoming more cohesive, it's starting to feel a little more chaotic. And okay. like you know what I mean of like in I would imagine that in the past when they've recruited new members, it has made things easier like smoother as right. they brought in more help and we have not necessarily done I like that. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um Ned, have you done any like scouting? You 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 I, I know that you, Clint Macri, have been doing some soul searching about like your your position on this sort of ethical dilemma you find yourself. It's not much of a dilemma. <laughs> uh, your your former uh, con man, uh, you know, burglar partner, your co-burglar has asked you to do a burgle. Uh, that's not so much of a dilemma as an, a bad a bad time opportunity. Yeah, it's uh, it's obvious to, that the person he wants Ned to burgle is Mama. Right, right. Um, and I I don't think Ned is comfortable with that. I, I think he's really been given a lot of thought. Maybe 
was case in the joint just a little, just to sure. see. Old, old habits and what Old habits, you. yeah. Using the uh, Crepes by Monica food truck, you know, kind of <laughs> spying, seeing a possible, you know, entry points. and <laughs> What you have to understand, crabs? that would be like... Um, that would be like in Home Alone when they first are like driving around the neighborhood scouting out all the houses. If they were driving around in a van that said the Wet Bandits house <laughs> house, house Christmas time house robbers of vacant homes. Well, yeah, but see, here's the thing: Crepes by Monica. That that was a thing that was in town for a while. And all so- right, you need to decide right now, Mac. You said in the last episode you're going to repaint it to say Cryptonomica. So you need to decide if that fucker says Crips by Monica or Cryptonomica. And, and you can't be like a Velcro thing yeah. that you tear on and tear off. There will be narrative. What does it say? There will be narrative and mechanical reper- repercussions for your decision. Also, also, speaking of casing joints, the one negative tag you picked for this vehicle was obvious. <laughs> yeah, it's not <laughs> good. Literally, you've literally picked the one activity you cannot do in this, in this You vehicle. would do better to just crash it through the wall okay. and pretend like, it was an accident. Hey, got any valuables? Okay. <laughs> All, right. All right. Okay. Since uh, Rod- Rodney, uh oh, the cat that does his assistant, um, Randy. Oh, Kirby. 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 Yeah. Good God. Uh, since yeah, we Kirby didn't, see, is, didn't see much of him last arc either. Kirby is artistic. So okay. I say he had Kirby change Kreps by Monica into Cryptonomica. Okay. The, the pact is sealed. Right. And that was the last time they said the C words. Uh, and we can we can move on forever. Uh, uh, duck. C what? word being crepes. Right. Did, I, think gotcha. we all, I mean, we shouldn't say any iteration <laughs> of the C word, I think, on the podcast. Uh, and Duck, what's... No more C words. Is uh, what's been going on with you and Leo? Obviously, your powers have uh, diminished and there's some concern there, but like... You two are the, you know, only surviving members of this ancient order of chosen uh, champions. And what's, I imagine that's changed the dynamic a bit. Yeah, it was a little bit hard, I feel like, at the beginning. I I have to imagine that it was a bit like having the flu, like, comparatively, you know, to how Duck has always sort of felt. Um, So I think that that was hard to to sort of get past. I think he he has found his, his, um, equilibrium again um and he has i feel like he would have been training some still with leo but i i definitely feel like his heart is not really in it like there is a, a sort of um frustration i think because he finally decided to like actually do something with these abilities and he lost them and and all the work that he's putting in all he could think is like god this would be easier if i still had those those powers yeah so it's like it's like he's it is not with a joyful heart but he just basically has no idea what else to to do okay i think um i want to pick things up in in amnesty lodge and kind of just like get the hunt going without much more delay but before then the 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 previous night last night um before sort of this hunt kicks off you did have a dream duck um you're, you obviously your powers have sort of left you, but there, you have a dream that feels very sort of uh, familiar. So why don't you go ahead and roll weird and go on a vision quest? All right. Uh, let me recheck with my. Oh, yeah. What is your plus, plus weird now? Now that you're a normie, it's negative one. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's par for the course. I feel like. Yeah. All right. Let's see if you can get a good vision. Oh my god! You will never have a good vision. Now, this is a, I rolled a five, and you subtract one from that, and that's going to give you a four right there, just right off the that's top. That's going to be one of those fours. Have you, that's seriously, a, have That you, one's a four. The, you had the one vision of you drowning. You had the one vision of a meteor. I don't Wait, think, so Griffin, are you saying if he had rolled like a 12, he would have a vision of like sitting in an inner tube on a lazy river? <laughs> if he had, if he rolled, first of all, when you make a hard move, I get to do something bad. So it's not just like him seeing a vision of the future. It's me changing, it's me making something bad happen in the future and him seeing it. Uh, and also like if he rolls really good, he can get super helpful information that like he can know where to go in a pinch. Like get um, in an interview happen. on a lazy river. Yeah, my dice doesn't do, do not work that way. These visions are bad. The nice thing is, I will be able to write this one off as a nightmare until it's too late. Obviously, but it's not going to like ruin my day because I don't oh, think good. I have powers. I don't think I have powers anymore. So I'm like, well, that was nothing. 
<laughs> like, I don't know. All my teeth fell out, but that was just like a dream, so whatevs. You are hunched over Leo's body. You're outside. You are on concrete in front of a, a big metal door going into uh, some sort of like uh, complex that you can't quite like discern because you're just you're seeing it so close up. Uh, you are you are hunched over Leo, who is not not breathing, um, and I think the vision is like not clear enough for you to see exactly why that is. And then your vision kind of pans out a little bit and zooms out, and you can see uh, what you are sort of sitting in front of. You are sitting in front of the Green Bank Telescope. Uh, you are dwarfed in scale by this gigantic uh, telescope. I don't know if you've ever been there on a probably like on a field trip or something when you were younger. Kepler's very close to Green Bank, which we like established in uh, the, the setup episode, um, and. The telescope, the, the, the radio telescope is pointed, like, straight up. And as you are, like, you know, trying to, to rouse Leo back to life, a beam of light shoots out of the, uh, the, the tip of the antenna that makes up the radio telescope, and it shoots up into the sky. And as it does so, you wake up. All right, so it's it's let's let's get going. You all are at uh, Amnesty Lodge, and I think like the thing that brought you there is this this you know massacre happened at the Little Dipper last night. And if you're looking for things that happen every two months that seem like hey a monster's here, like Ned for sure the the Cryptonomica wagon, your uh, your like scanner technology that you have uh, built into it, by which I mean I guess just a police scanner. I don't need to make it sound like some sci-fi shit. Uh, definitely like picked up on this so maybe it was you who like rallied the troops um but you all are together at amnesty lodge to uh start doing i feel like maybe it's maybe it's familiar familiar for you all now like maybe it's old hat like every two months okay let's get together let's get the ball rolling um it's how is that who's the who was the goober who saw me and mothman uh keith is Keith okay? Did Keith get killed? Keith has seen some shit, you guys. Uh, we did not see Keith get killed in the uh, the intro scene. Oh, so this is like one of those, like, tw- is he dead? Is he not dead? Well, you didn't see it happen on camera. No, he's not dead. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just remembered you never saw me die. <laughs> you never saw <laughs> Keith. Can't. You never saw we can't, Keith We can't, we can't, we can't, we can't, we can't. We absolutely can't. <laughs> Fucking complete weird beard. Uh... <laughs> So like Barclay, it's a nice casual scene at Amnesty Lodge, despite I think the discomfort sort of floating in the air. Barclay has made pancakes for everyone uh, that that folks are enjoying. Agent Stern has been gone all day. He's been sort of uh, you know back on the beat, patrolling the woods for any sign of Bigfoot. Now that most of the snow has cleared. Uh, he's he's trying to find Bigfoot, who is in the other room making How pancakes. How is he still getting funding for this mission? Yeah, you you assume that maybe he's it's a self. Maybe he's got some crowdfunding going on <laughs> for his investigation of uh, Bigfoot. He has been out here for what, like six months or so now. I forget how long we've uh, how long we've been going. Um, I think you started in the summertime, so maybe it's been closer to eight months or so. It's February he now, by been the way. Filming the entire thing, he's got a Patreon going. That's what it is. He's making an indie flick. Um, Mm. and you all are sort of like going over what you have heard about what happened at the hornet's nest. Um, I think, I think mama looks kind of concerned anytime like somebody like just from the jump gets killed by one of these things. There's obviously, that's, that's obviously very bad and a, uh, a, a dereliction of duty to some extent. There is, uh, as you all are, are sort of like getting ready to, you know, head out the door and start start your your business. There is a knock at the door, and uh, Mama opens it, and there is Deputy Dewey. Um, and actually, just behind him in the parking lot, you see Sheriff Owens standing outside of the the, the squad car. He's like talking on a radio, um, and uh, you all head over to the door as Deputy Dewey addresses you all, and he says, uh, "Oh, sorry, I um." I probably should have just come in. I know this is a hotel. I just didn't want to be rude. Um, how y'all do? How y'all do? Are you okay, Dewey? What do you mean? So let's talk about the seven eighteen last night at the Little Dipper Bar. My long range scanners. Whoa! Indicate. Whoa, Ned. Wait, you? Hmm? You're what? Uh, my. 
No, you guys, long range, you got a scanner. No, what did you say? No, you mentioned the long range scanner. What's up, Dewey? You got a license for a long range scanner? I don't know if yes. you need one. Okay. Yes, I got it on the internet. Uh, there was a 246-2, uh, I understand. Just wanted to find out uh, how you were dealing with these things. I always get my codes confused. I just call them all 911s, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah. Well, they are usually. I mean, uh, yeah. I just, I, I do have a couple questions about what happened down the Dipper. Uh, y'all, obviously, I guess y'all heard about it. Hornets got attacked. Someone came in the bar, just made a mess of things. We got two in the morgue and a few more down at St. Francis, just hanging on. I don't know why I'm telling y'all this. Anyway, uh, Hornets. They says uh, they followed whoever did this up into your neck of the woods. Um, your, like your actual neck of the woods, the woods. Here and I was just wondering if any of y'all saw something last night. Um, no, I know that sounded suspicious the way I said it, but the answer is no. Um, well, I guess what were what were y'all doing last night? Who was actually who was here? Are y'all like residents or? I'm just I like... help out around the place. I'm I'm uh, you know, uh, I'm the super. Well, hotels don't have supers, do they? No, not 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 especially. I'm assistant manager. <laughs> Is that a role that Aubrey has more or less like filled since living here? I don't know how you're. Paying I don't know. Your maybe I, I'm just trying to think of a way. Of, instead of saying I live at a hotel, like the sweet life of Zach and Cody, which is what <laughs> I want to say. <laughs> Uh, what about Duck Ned? Y'all got alibis. We had a tech rehearsal last night for for uh, Saturday Night Dead. Um, I love that one. We're showing Terror of Mecha Godzilla this weekend, um, so we, uh, you know, we've got some elaborate, you know, Tekka Godzilla puppets and stuff. So we were, we were uh, running through those, my staff and I. Now I don't know what this says about how successful Dad's performance is, but is that true? What the Terror of Mecha Godzilla? No, like, is, <laughs> are you guys doing that? Do you have puppets? Were you doing a tech rehearsal? Yes. Oh okay. yeah. I just I don't know. We just started the episode, Papa. Listen, oh, Ned's okay. got Ned's got a lot of uh, complicated shit sort of floating around in his life, but he still makes time to put on <laughs> put on his late night horror puppet show. <laughs> I'm just saying, maybe these are the seeds we plant where the puppets right. of Mega Godzilla might come in handy later. Yeah. Me. Me. Me too. You too. What you were? Yep. All me right. too. I would. Yep. Oh. Yep. Me too. For both. Yeah, me too. Mm. No. Duck, are you okay? You look like you need to use the bathroom. <laughs> no. Yeah, I do. Yep. Uh, oh, burritos. All right. Bye. <laughs> Did that's, what, that's what Aubrey's going to do from now on whenever she can tell that Duck has to lie. Yeah. It's just prompt him to find a bathroom and hide in it. It sounds like Duck's powers actually afforded him some, uh, some deception ability. That now that that's gone, he is that just... Was- He's at negative <laughs> ten. Yeah, that's my weird. My weird is my ability to lie, and it's at a negative one. Uh, yeah. Okay. So he says, "All right. I don't. I mean, y'all aren't suspects. I don't know. Why I'm trying to cope with the alibis. Guess I'm not. Uh, I'm still getting my head around all this. Who? Who? Uh, who, who? Who beefed it? I shouldn't say that. A couple hornets. Um. Oh. <laughs> I shouldn't say, it, but. I mean, I, I, we, it's honestly, I don't want to be yucky. It's kind of hard to identify them, but we'll, um, you know, Ooh. look it up in the funny papers, as they uh, would say. I went to high school with a couple of those guys. I'm just curious. Um, did you know one that was like kind of um, lanky and that's about all? Like a brown hair, maybe? <laughs> Exploded. <laughs> I went to a smushy face. You go to high school with a guy whose thorax was just smooshed. With just smooshed he's all thorax. smooshed in. Oh, Smushy Jones. Yeah, that guy's <laughs> love that dude. He's so funny. Love that guy. Uh, and at this love point, at this point, Sheriff Owens has like come up to to join uh, uh, Dewey on the porch, and Dewey says, uh, um, "Well, you mind if I um." Do you mind if I just like poke our? We're gonna poke our heads around. Maybe take a look around. This is. I mean, we don't got much to go on except I'm, for the fact I'm, that we have spotted that we we placed the the attacker somewhere up here late last night. Um, Dewey, you and I both know the law, and you know that you can't go poking around here with our blessing. We're not owners of this property. 
Um, yeah, I don't, I don't actually know. It's a po- hold on. Hey, Sheriff Owens, are you allowed to just like go in and poke around if it's like a business? And Sheriff Owens, who has my brain inside of him, shrugs because he doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> he yeah, doesn't. Um, you can't just go searching properties of a like. I don't think you can. Um, Mama actually says, uh, "Yeah, I'll tell you what. If you if you want to uh, poke around, we'll we'll go around with you. Just make sure that um uh you you get to see everything you need to see. All right." Uh, and she kind of gives the gives the three of you a look. As if to say, I feel like Mama is able to give. I was deferring because I feel like Mama is able to give a tour. Yes, at, at this point, that's like looks completely legitimate. For it sure, doesn't like accidentally open the door to a room with pentagrams all over it. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. And maybe does if this, if the this gets if this gets you off the case, then yeah, for sure. Okay, yeah, we're like like uh, Harry of Harry and the Hendersons fame isn't taking a jacuzzi <laughs> yeah. with the Wolfman. Uh, so Mama and Barclay start walking Sheriff Owens around, and uh, Deputy Dewey's kind of just hanging out with you and the the guests here in the lobby. And uh, hey, Dewey, I got a quick question. I got one too. Y'all making pancakes? Damn. Okay. Um, that sounds like a weird kind of flirt. But here's my question. Um, you said that it came up to our neck of the woods. Any idea what we should keep an eye out for? Any description? Anything like that? Uh, it was a, you know, a person, hard to discern much else. It was real dark, and, uh, they was wearing lots of, I guess, concealing garments, um, pretty big from, uh, what they said, uh, and probably got a decent amount of blood on them, so I, I would hope that if you saw a big blood-soaked person in the woods somewhere, you'd know to call us ahead of time anyway. Um, those hot springs back there look nice. I might have to come bring the missus up here for a little R&R. Gross. Do you want some pancakes? Not if you're going to say that the idea of me having a romantic relationship is gross. I don't, I don't, I don't like that. Uh, and he, he looks out the front door. He's just kind of, you know, poking his head around. He says, oh, it looks like you got a cellar over there, too. Um, we should probably make oh, sure it's clean. You got to stay out green mold. Green. Uh, now, wait a minute. Yeah, would, we, we have a team coming in to clean it up tomorrow, but for now, I mean, it's not as serious as Black Bolt. Yeah. Thank goodness. But we've been talking with the hotel uh, administration, uh, administration, the HHA, and uh, yeah, we just got to stay out of there doing for our own health. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let's roll plus charm on that that one for a manipulate someone. Okay. Do, do, do. Deputy's just trying to. Deputy Dewey's just trying to do his job. If you want to keep him from doing his job, you're gonna oh, have to do it. Oh no! Uh, that was a six. Hey, Ned, you want to help? Uh, yeah. yes, I will. Uh, do you, Dewey? Do you know about green mold? No. Um, what What's it do to your body? Uh, well, let's just say it focuses on the area. Below the waist and above the knees. So, as a married wait, man, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> if, I, if I walk into your cellar that it has mm-hmm. green mold in it, it's gonna mess up my wiener. It'll target your genitals. That's it goes right. right for them. It go. It's it's bad news. And you know, as a married man, you've got to give that some thought, my friend. I don't see why my marital status would have any effect on my sort of, uh, you know, my, my sexual congress habits. But <laughs> go ahead and roll help out, Ned. This is a this is we're starting this hunt off with a bang. Come on, Ned. Let's get the triple five. Okay, ah, that's eight. an eight. Okay. Mm. Uh, on a seven to nine, your uh, help grants them plus one to your roll, but you expose yourself to trouble or danger, which brings Aubrey up to a seven. A mixed success on the manipulate someone, they'll do it. Only if you do something for right now to show them now that you mean it. I think the compromise here is uh, he says, all right, well, just like open the door and um, I'll like just look down in it and just make sure. Um, and w- with that, I don't think he gets the ang- like he can't see Thacker or anything like that from okay. from the from the ground level. Uh, he says, "Are you sure? It just looks like a looks like don't, a basement." Don't breathe. Just don't breathe. Yeah, Whatever don't. you do. Yeah. Okay. He covers his mouth. Is that PlayStation down there? Yeah, <laughs> but it's just it's just a PlayStation Two. Oh, y'all got Tamba? No. <laughs> What is the point of any of this? I don't under. Can please make the show start? What is happening? And then a wolf man jumps in and eats his whole body. <laughs> he uh he bows. 
Why? He says, uh, "All right." They they, they sort of re regroup on the porch, front porch, and says, uh, uh, "Sheriff Owen says, all right. Well, um, if y'all hear anything, obviously you let us know. This is we haven't <laughs> we haven't had a you know a murder like this in in, in Kepler in some time. So um, I, I guess just keep your keep your ear to the ground. Y'all always seem to be there whenever this bad stuff happens. So uh, you you let us know." Uh, and the two officers take off. And Mama says, well, that was weird, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I guess, yeah. should we, I don't know, go investigate? Yeah. yeah, that seems like a thing we do, right? Yeah, I mean, that's what we usually do around here. Um, I guess, yeah, it's probably time for us to start hitting the pavement. I guess what we know is a person... But it doesn't seem like it was a per. I mean, I'm guessing it's not just no. coincidentally somebody went and did some murders on the day that we were expecting a, an abomination to show up. I'm thinking it sounds like abomination mo. Um, right. Little, little, little concerning that it drags someone back, t- back up into the woods up here because we don't know what they what they seen. So, um, well, it seems to me like the smartest bet would be like the three of us go investigate the scene of the crime, as it were, and then maybe Jake Kulas could. Go see if any of the hornets will talk to him and give him any details or anything. Uh, Jake Coolice, who has been sort of like um, sitting, kind of like staring into the middle distance in the lobby because like he used to be one of these uh, part of this crew, um, says, uh, uh, "If you don't mind, I'd um, I'd like to maybe sit this one out." He looks, he looks like he looks super upset. He looks bummed out. Hey, you got it, buddy. Jake, how come? Why, uh, these guys were pretty shitty to you last time, if I remember right. What, uh, why are you upset? I mean, um, we did, we would do, like, picnics together and fundraisers and, you know, we would do stunts. We would do these, like, late night stunt shoots where we'd hang out and have pizza and beer afterwards. And I guess some of them got, um, murdered last night, so I don't really want, I'm not, like, really in the mood to go out and... You know, play play detective, I guess. And maybe if the spirit moves you, go check on the ones in the hospital? Yeah, that seems doable. You need a little time. I understand. Take a break. Enjoy yourself. Relax, put your feet up. Uh, us three super-powered beings, <laughs> all of whom have superpowers, will risk uh, <laughs> our our hides so you can, you know... Uh, make peace with the grieving of these guys you don't like. Thanks. I, I think you were trying to be sarcastic, but I appreciate it. I can't. I brought it back around to sincerity at the end. I didn't mean to, <laughs> but I could hear it happen in my voice. I decided to roll with it. Hey, everybody. This is Griffin Macquarie, Dungeon Master, your best friend, and your Fungin Master. That's right. I'm in charge of your Fungin. What's that? Don't worry about it. I'll tell you when you're older. Thanks for listening to the Adventure Zone Amnesty. It's episode 21 and the start of our new hunt. Uh, I am looking forward to uh, where this one's going to go. I hope it gets real spooky and real fun. Uh, let's get into the ads. Oh, if you came out to uh, PodCon, it was uh, it was so, super nice to meet you. I'm assuming I met you because I feel like I met virtually everybody there at PodCon. Uh, it was a super fun time, did some fun talks. And uh, yeah, I, I hope those who attended had a uh, as much fun as we did. Hello, it's me, the Internet's Travis McRoy. Yes, that's right. Powerful influencer, Travis McRoy. You know, people are always asking me, Travis, how did you become such a powerful influencer in the world? Well, I'll let you in on my secret. It's Squarespace. Yes, that's right. Squarespace, the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything. Your products, content you create, or even your time. What what influencer doesn't do that? I ask you. I'll wait. That's right. None of them. They all do that, and you can do it with Squarespace. Okay, here's uh, just as an aside. You can also use Squarespace even if you're uh, not an influencer, um, and even if the idea of being an influencer uh, makes you throw up a little bit in your mouth. Don't worry. Squarespace is still useful. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. Start with the best-in-class website template and customize every design detail with 
reimagined drag and drop technology for desktop or mobile. With Squarespace scheduling, clients can quickly view your availability and book their own reservations, appointments, or classes, and you can sell products on an online store. Whether you sell physical or digital products, Squarespace has the tools for you. So go to squarespace.com adventure for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code adventure to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. We have an aura frame here at our house and we primarily use it to show pictures of our kids and the fun stuff that we do. And my favorite thing about it is that it's so easy to upload pictures on that as soon as we get home from doing something fun, we just immediately put the pictures up there so we don't forget to do it. You know, because I, I've tried, we try to do picture frames and stuff in the past, and then we never remember to put them on. But with Aura, it's so easy to load it up that it has become kind of a, a digital scrapbook more than anything else. So if you have been looking to get the pictures that are trapped in your phone and set them free in a way that other people can see them, might I recommend Aura Frames. They're stylish, they're easy to use, you're gonna love it. And it was named the number one digital picture frame by Wirecutter, and for a good reason. It's so easy to set up, and they have different frame options, all kinds. And the best part is it comes with unlimited storage. So, right now you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frames with code ADVENTURE. That's A-U-R-A, frames.com, promo code ADVENTURE. Terms and conditions apply. Chicago, we're coming to you. We're coming for you. We're coming at you. And we're also coming to C2E2, and we're doing live shows, all a bunch of stuff in April. April 24th, we're going to be doing My Brother, My Brother and Me, which is nearly sold out, and Taz, which is selling out fast. So do not wait. April 25th is Taz. April 24th is My Brother, My Brother and Me. April 26th through the 28th, we're doing C2E2, schedule to be announced. You can get your C2E2 badges now, but you do not need a badge to attend the live shows Tickets for those shows are on sale at bit.ly slash Tours. All the information's there. Go check it out. Also, we've got a newsletter in case you've been wondering what's the best way to keep up with our new tour dates and announcements and stuff like that. Go to bit.ly slash newsletter. And of course, check out all of the merch over at macroymerch.com. A lot of great stuff. Fungalore sticker pack, um, naming of the year poster. Uh, we've got the little Sailor Man pin and 10% of all proceeds this month go to the Foundation for Black Women's Wellness. So go check it out, macroimmerch.com. And now back to the show. Thank you to everybody who's been tweeting about the show using the, the Zonecast hashtag. If you do that, you might end up as a character in the show. Uh, about to meet a few new ones. I'm talking about folks like uh, Bevan McSee, Tim Grimes, uh, and uh, a bunch of other characters from in the past have tweeted about the show using the, the Zonecast hashtag. Not the characters, actual people. Don't get it twisted. This is not a Purple Rose of Cairo situation, but anyway... Uh, yeah, thank you all so much for spreading the word. It really means a lot. This uh, this community just like it 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 just totally bangs. I don't know what to say. It kicks ass, and getting to meet so many of you at PodCon was a was a real treat and a real treasure. Uh, also, thanks to Maximum Fun for having us on the network. You can go to maximumfun.org and check out all the great shows there. Uh, they got shows. They got all kinds of new shows. They got the JV Club with Janet Varney. They got uh, the Jackie and Lori show, brand new show. Uh, and so many other shows, all at MaximumFun.org. If you want to see other stuff that we do or uh, find out about new merch or new announcements for tours and stuff like that, it's all at our new website, McElroy.Family. Uh, Justin and I are back doing Monster Factory. You can find link to, link, links to that also there. And um, uh, it's just a good homepage. Lock it. Lock it in. Never change it. Uh, that's it. I'm going to let you get back to the rest of the episode. Uh, the next one is going to be up in two Thursdays, which is going to be... Ah, man. I have to check my calendar. I can't do the math of it from one month to the other. Let's see. Well, that's going to be February 7th. So uh, I guess we'll just talk to you then. Bye. You all are standing in front of the Little Dipper, um, which is a, I would say, a sort of dive bar of somewhat ill repute. Uh, down by Riverside, uh, some ways down from where the uh, Cryptonomic is. I think it's closer to like the east east side of town, the shady side of town. Um, and uh, it's sort you just of, mean there's a lot of trees. 
Yeah, no, I mean, there's a literal, like, shade everywhere. Oh. Um, it's, a, it's a pretty small place. Like, I imagine, like, like cinder block kind of build uh, down sort of a, a, a path, and it's it's a bit removed from the main drag of, of Kepler. Uh, there is, uh, the, the scene is kind of a mess. There's, there's crime, crime tape, crime tape. I think it's called mm-hmm. crime tape. Crime, crime tape. tape. Yes. Uh, crime tape. Let me check my resource guide here. Yes. Crime tape. Uh, it's cordoning off sort of the, the building and, um, there are still like a lot of, uh, bikes parked in front of the, the establishment, uh, that are all sort of, they've all been toppled over. Um, and in fact, you can actually see like some, some blood, uh, on, on Pee-wee some of Herman them. Herman was here. Pee-wee did it. And, um, yeah, there's, there's no like, uh, there's no like bodies lying around, but you can't really get close enough to get inside the building. What with the crime tape, uh, there are a few like squad cars from the sheriff's department here. Um, and, uh, there, there are a couple officers who, uh, you don't recognize and who I'm not going to give a name to. Um, and yeah, I think that's, uh, I, there's, there's, there's like, it's a, you're standing in a parking lot. And so there's still like trace amounts of snow that has been melted with, with salt, uh, around. And you can see like lots of footprints sort of, uh, going in the direction away from the, uh, away from the, the building. And you also see like a pretty good amount of, of just red, red snow, uh, in, you know, a splatter coming out of the, uh, uh, out of the building and uh yeah uh standing sort of where close to your position sort of off the road as you come in uh and outside of the perimeter of the crime tape uh you see uh two hornets uh two guys uh one is a a, a much bigger fella than the other one uh both wearing sort of the um you know the jackets with the hornet insignia on the back of it uh, and, uh, the, the, the little, littler one of the two of them is sort of nervously smoking as you all approach. And that is the scene. Begin investigation. Uh, Griffin, kind of the first thing I think if I were Aubrey, that yes. Aubrey would want to do, look around. Do I see any CCTV cameras? Oh, interesting. Mm. Uh, I mean, definitely not. Like, I do. This is this is not that place. Um, mm. I do not think. Uh, maybe it should be that place because of, uh, uh, you know, the 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 type of patron who comes here. But no, I don't think necessarily they are uh, going to have that. What about? Um, I want to look behind the bar. Is there any? Is there a? I would imagine a place like this probably has a weapon. There, I'm curious if it was drawn or if things happen too quickly. Oh, I see. Oh, you actually like want to get in the building and look behind the bar? Yeah, I think we're just gonna go in there. Um, flash my badge. To yeah, he's the only one with the, the door. Uh, okay, I, li- I I I like that justification. I think that the uh, the the sheriff's deputies who uh, because they're nameless. Maybe there's so many people working at the sheriff's department that they don't know that you aren't one of them. They just see the badge and they're like, yeah, head on through. Um, uh, Aubrey's going to stay out to talk to the two hornets. Okay. And Ned, what are you doing? I'm going to look around the grounds. Okay. Just sort of in general, see what you can see. Well, I want to I want to look for uh, drag marks. I want to look for any sign of the, the body being dragged away from the bar. Okay. Uh, Doc, why don't we start with you? Uh, because like you, you're gonna get a lot of sort of info just like walking into the bar. Not that it's gonna be especially useful info. Uh, it looks like a bomb went off in here. Like, uh, there are, um, there are broken chairs all over. There are uh, some broken tables. There's a big mirror, uh, sort of behind the bar, and that's just been shattered. Uh, there's a big sort of window leading out to the front of the bar that's been shattered. Um, and in fact, as you get closer to those bikes, you can tell that like. Uh, the glass went outwards, and it, you know somebody was probably thrown through it, old school saloon style, and just landed flat on those bikes. Um, and then, like, there's just there's just a, a a lot of blood. There's a shuffleboard table that is just like caked in it. Um, this is this is. I mean, y'all been hunting monsters for a while. This is definitely like the grisliest thing you have seen since being in this business. And this is like, would you say that this is a scary? situation like i don't necessarily 100 percent know that i'm safe in here um i don't i mean since the the sheriffs have been here for a while and like the perimeter's been set up here for a while and the blood's all like super dry like you assume there's nothing 
whatever did this is not here right now. So right. I, I don't think you feel in, in a lot of danger. Just trying to milk a experience point out of you, but that's fair. Oh, um. I, I mean, you, you, I, what's the, what's the question? Because you, I mean, oh, Justin, it is literally, if I go off by myself to check out somewhere or something scary, mark experience, I wouldn't necessarily. Go ahead and mark it. I mean, Justin, if you walked into a fucking bar that people got killed in last night, I think you'd be scary. fucking scared. Yeah, I don't, and I, and right now you, Justin, are as powerful, if not more powerful than your character, Duck Newton. Yeah, because I got exciting. a blue belt. Yeah, you do have a blue belt. You could kick this this thing. Um, yeah, go ahead and mark experience. And also, I think if you want to uh, do this do this investigation you're talking about, go ahead and roll investigate a mystery for me. Okay. The stuff I just said, like you got just from walking in, and you could see. Son of holy a- shit, Justin! That's a four. Four. A big four. Plus, why do my sh- rolls have hey, to be pull mundane? A luck, my like, dude. Like, why yeah, do my but- rolls have to be mundane? Yeah, uh, you could you could drop a, a luck point. I think you, what's your sharp now that you're mundane? One. Okay. Yeah, I mean, a luck is the only way you're going to turn this into a, a victory. Um, but <sighs> I don't know if you want to. This is it's just to like investigate, right? Like, yeah, yeah. But I can. Man, t- it seems like very important though. I'd hate to like. Yeah, I've never used luck. And I could get those back somehow? No. Your luck is a expendable resource. But I'm saying we're more than halfway through this campaign. You haven't used any luck. Like you're sitting on yeah, a Yeah, I'm going to, you know what? Just this one time. Yeah. I've worked very hard to get in here. Cool. I've had to rational away a lot of stuff. Okay, that bumps it up. It's been a luck point. Cool. You get a complete success. Uh, you hold two and you get to ask uh, one, of the, one of these questions. What happened here? What sort of creature is it? What can it do? What can hurt it? Where did it go? What was it going to do? What is being concealed here? Um... I love that there's advanced moves, which I don't think any of you guys have taken. Um, I think you have to level up five times before you can take them, which you all probably are close to now. And the advanced move for Investigate a Mystery is that you can ask a question. You can ask any question you want about the mystery, not just the listed ones, which seems a little OP. Who did it? Uh, What is it? How do I kill? What sort of creature is it? Um, Okay. Uh, A a woman walks up to you wearing the sheriff's department sort of uniform. And uh, she's taking some pictures of the scene as you walk in, and she says, uh, "Oh, hey, I don't rec- recognize you. Are you who? Hey, who are you? What are you doing here?" My name is Duck Newton, and I am looking for information about what occurred here. Are you a journalist? I am a badged professional. <laughs> That's good enough for me. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's a it's a gnarly sight, huh? I've been working at the sheriff's department for a few years now. I ain't never seen nothing like this. I don't think stuff like this happened in Kepler. Um, what was yeah. your name? My name, uh, my name is Megan. There's probably a listener of our show named Megan. It's you. I didn't know that this character was going to exist an hour ago. Um, yeah, my Cause name because Duck's a rude piece of shit. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a detective Megan, last name, and I'm here. Uh, you uh. You ever seen anything like this? Yeah, I mean, a little bit. Not exactly to this extent of brutality, but I've got a little more experience than I like with sort of um, unexplained f- situations. Talking about unexplained, I was uh, down at the morgue. I helped sort of get the bodies down there, and it's one thing to, like, you know, murder someone. One, one of these hornets had a big, like, chunk missing out of his neck like and, and there's teeth marks on it it looked like somebody just like chomped right down on him had himself a little little dude snack and what the what's what kind of stuff you got to be on to do something heinous like that i i swear i i thought kepler was different I didn't, and you know safe from stuff like this but i'm gonna, i'm gonna move back to back to chicago you know i'm gonna move back to that's not where i'm from but you know what i mean it's a figure of speech yeah back to chicago like they say <laughs> i think that's Listen, the i think that's I, as much as you're gonna get in here for what sort of creature is it since like the creature's not here and so but you have what you have down on the neck is that yes, what we've established yes you have one more question is there any reality in which what could hurt it i mean that's one of my questions but there's just no they, or it just doesn't make sense, right? Like, no, no, no reality would would make it have access <laughs> to that information. I, I mean, can ask a different one that feels more narratively sound. Yeah. Um. So, uh, 
Megan, what, what, Detective Megan, excuse me, what, uh, what happened here is as near as you can tell. I mean, did, did, uh, this thing just take these two guys straight to Chicago or what? <laughs> How did it all shake out? Uh, well, uh, we talked to a few people, uh, who were in here when the, when the, when the person came in, um, and it was and, a person. Yeah, it was a, what else would it have been? Duck? I mean, wild animals, you know, the, this this part of town. I mean, uh, possibility. From what I understand, this the the perp acted like a wild animal. What with the mm. the dude snack, but uh, just came in through the door. Didn't seem to be provoked. Nobody here seemed to know who they were. Uh, they came in and they just started <laughs> killing and clawing and. Uh, people said that uh, picked up a, a table like it weren't nothing, uh, threw somebody all the way across the room, like 20 feet, uh, moving around and, you know, chucking people like they were Superman or something like this. But if Superman, you know, bit bit people, bit people. Um, and uh, just just came in here and did did its killing. And then once everybody had taken off, uh, they they uh, they right took back flight to Chicago. Right on back, so, uh, yeah. Well, I appreciate you, uh, you talking with me, Detective Megan. I'm gonna let you get right back to Chicago, and I'm gonna go talk to my guys over there in Chicago, and we're gonna get right back to Chicago. Yep, that's all, that was all correct usage of the idiom, so, well done. (laughs) Buffalo, Buffalo. Buffalo, 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 <laughs> Buffalo. Uh, Aubrey, you are uh, back out in the parking lot, parking lot, and you uh, we're going to speak to the two hornets that you saw, the 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 big one and the little one. Um, do I recognize either of them? Um, you probably saw them during the like ski trip sort of confrontation. They were definitely there helping make the the stunt video uh, up on Mount Kepler. Um, mm-hmm. but you're not like super. It's not you know, it's not Hollis. It's not Keith. Uh, you, gotcha. you yeah. Hey, hey there, fellas. How, you, how you holding up? Uh, you know, I've been better. Uh, are yeah. you, are you like grief counselor? Yeah, you grief counselor? I do have some counseling experience. Um, but right now, think of me more as your friend. I could really use a grief counselor, I think, more than a friend at the moment. I got. Okay, a- then I'm a grief counselor, yes. <laughs> I'm just saying we got friends. Yeah, no, we got I, each, okay. we got no, each other. Throughout okay. all this, all I can say is we got each other, and it's, I'm thankful, Lord, for that. That's absolutely beautiful. I am I am a grief counselor. What are your names? Be careful. Travi doesn't always have names. Sometimes <laughs> it's going to make you feel like a heel for asking names. Well, my name's, my name's Bevan. My name's, <laughs> and my name's Tim. Okay, Tim. Aww. Tim, Bevan. You know, I find that with traumatic experiences like this, sometimes it helps to talk about what happened because oftentimes we'll close ourselves off to it and not really let ourselves live through the experience. And that's where we get haunted by the past. But as we let ourselves discuss it, we can oftentimes break through that wall and make it something in the past rather than something we're still living in in the present. I just Are we going to get to talk to each other through dolls at some point? Because I... I th- I've heard that that's sort of the main thing that you do. Yeah, we I won't get to that, but you have to earn that. Okay, okay. Bevan? You gotta yeah. earn that with my trust. So how about first start by just telling me what happened. Uh, let's roll investigate a mystery. Is your ma- I was just I mentioned your magic eye power. That's for, um, what is it, the other one? The um, Read a bad situation. Read a bad situation, right. Uh, investigate a mystery that's plus sharp. So an eight, so I get the whole one. So how about you tell me what you've closed off? What what haven't you told the police? What's that thing where you're like, they would never believe this? You can open up to me. I'm here to believe you. And that question is what's being concealed here. Okay, yeah, I got a good one for that. Um, Bevan looks around and says, you're going to think I'm telling tales out of school or um, you know, just making up just poppycock. Yeah, it's gonna sound like poppycock. But, uh. Bevan, I would never. Tim, don't use that kind of language. Bevan, I would never. So, I, we were standing out front of a bar, just sort of, uh, you know, catching, catching a lung full of that good smoke Gross. from a cigarette. And, um, 
uh, I smoke a lot and I look cool when I do it. But anyway, um, <laughs> we were out there in front with Hollis and um, we watched the person walk in. And I would I wasn't paying a lot of attention to uh, to to them when they walked in, but it I did notice them, and they came in through the parking lot, and it was it looked like a kind of um, I mean I want to say small, but like everyone's kind of small to me because I'm um, I'm a, I'm a pretty big man, the biggest yeah. man, the biggest man. Okay, yeah, thanks Tim, I, that's sweet, but. Um, <laughs> And it's like this uh, blonde lady, and uh, she had a hood pulled up, but I could see some of her hair, and she was, you know, kind of just about Tim sized, I would say. Blonde and, lady, yeah, she's the one that came in, and Tim sized blonde lady, and she came in to the bar. I didn't seem to pay no mind. Hollis seemed kind of spooked for whatever reason, and then, you know, the stuff happened. And I was on my way out, uh, and I doubled back because I was like, my bike, my bike. And I was like, I don't want to get torn apart like everybody else, but I do need to get my bike. Um, and so I started to head back, and I saw I saw her again, but this time, like, she was way different. She was, she was, now she wasn't Tim-sized. You're not going to believe this. Now she was Bevan-sized. She was, she was huge, and she was different. She'd, um, you know, I, she still had her hood up, so I couldn't like make out her face a whole lot, but I, obviously it was sort of a, um, what's the word? Like a grim mask of death. And, uh, is like, she's, you ever seen transformers? Yeah. <laughs> it's like one of those. Another transformers reference. It's two and two episodes. Transformers are coming to this arc. I can feel it. Yeah, they are so coming. Did, Hey, uh, Bevan. Yeah. Could you see her teeth? Uh, no, I was a little too far away from that. I mean, her, her face, what I could see, was covered in a lot of blood, so, um, there's that, but, yeah, that's all I got. So, I gotta say, I'm not feeling less grievous, I guess. <laughs> no, you've, you've made a great start, um, drink lots of water. Great. Uh, Ned, <laughs> Ned, why don't you, uh, you're, you're walking around the grounds, so you're just trying to, like, see what you can see, right? Yeah, Ned See, walks around uh, like behind the bar, like around the edge of like the wooded area, and it suddenly occurs to Ned that he's not fucking Bindi Irwin and doesn't know a damn thing about looking for tracks in the woods yeah. and the ground. So he doesn't want to go back so quick because they'll know that he was a big failure. So he kind of uh, leans up against the dumpster and. Uh, and uh, starts munching on some uh, uh, Slim Jim that he had in his pocket. What and, is going on? And he's just <laughs> Ned's just taking a break from the game real quick. And he's just looking around. I mean, just glance around. He knows. He knows. It, he was kind of you know being all well look for clues and you know trying to impress his buddies and yeah. And now he realizes he's he doesn't know anything about this shit. So he's just gonna sit there eating Slim Jim, and after a few minutes, go back. And that's how that's how he's going to investigate a mystery. Well, then go ahead and roll investigate a mystery. All right, three. Oh my God, plus well, that totally fits the narrative plus, you've just set up. Plus two for sharp. Ah, oh. is a five. So now instead of being a huge failure, it's just a huge failure. It's just a big failure instead of a huge one. Um, man. Okay, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna do a hard move, and uh, this is the move. And I will also give you a little something. You are standing here idly watching uh, nothing. I guess eating your slim jims, your dumpster slim jim break, Ned. You absolute raccoon. It's uh, one of the like three foot ones that yeah, you, sure. You, you pick um, up. Yeah. You are uh, sitting there, just kind of idly looking around, and you see what looks like this like string of light that is just kind of hovering in the air. And it's super faint. Uh, you probably wouldn't have noticed it if you hadn't been like standing here for a while and you know, seen the, seen the, the light change as the clouds move overhead and, and notice this thing. Um, and I think you only see it for like a little bit, this like little rift floating in the air. Um, and as you start to approach it, something happens. You see this rift kind of just like open up just like slightly, just like a half inch. And behind it, you see an eyeball looking at you. And then just as quickly as you noticed it, it disappears.
you all are back at Amnesty Lodge uh, to uh, regroup with Mama and Barclay. Jake Coolice also went to the hospital uh, and is there as you all are uh, sort of gathering up all of your information. Uh, and I think he opens up and he you can tell he's had a long sort of difficult day. Uh, and he says, um, so, uh, yeah, the, uh, apparently the, only a couple people got killed. But um, those that, that made it out didn't, uh, <laughs> I can't say they're doing super great. Um, a couple of them got, uh, got bit. And a couple of them kind of just got, uh, you know, beat up and thrown around and uh, got some fractured collarbones and arms and whatever did this, it, it did it, I think, with um, with intent. So uh, that's that's all I could get. Now I'm going to go and take a dip at the springs and just listen to some, listen to some smooth jazz or something because I need something to take the edge off. Um, and Mama says, all right, so we got somebody biting people. <laughs> we got uh, super strength, and they turned big and scary and anything I, else. Just FYI, I think uh, Aubrey has specifically left out the blonde hair detail. Okay. There was an eyeball, an eyeball looking at me through a rift. Well, that's peculiar, Ned. You should, and you didn't open up with the eyeball rift? I was that. looking for the opportunity. I, I didn't want to just leap into it. I wanted to work it into a narrative flow, build to it, and then say something like, and a rift! I saw a rift! Yeah. Duck, you got anything to contribute here? Uh, I mean, it's sort of been covered. It, I mean, with the chomping, got that. Yeah. Uh, it was a, a my report here that I took from uh, I was listening with Aubrey, and it says one Tim sized blonde lady. So that is the closest to a description. <laughs> didn't say blonde. Kept that to myself. Yeah, definitely okay. didn't say that. One Tim sized lady, and um, no descriptions on the Vix, except that they got messed up pretty bad. Uh, also, there was no provocation. I should I should mention also. Um, this seems like just came in and started attacking people. But does seem like intent. This it like walked right into this right. place. Doesn't yeah, seem it's like intentional. It doesn't seem like somebody picked a fight. Obviously, like the the reason you're keeping the description sort of concealed, Aubrey is is obvious. But like I think Barclay is even without the hair color, like right there with you. He looks super nervous and says, "Uh, okay, if it's um." I mean, are we talking about like an old school vampire? Because that could be kind of problematic. Um, and I, I think he's just like looking at Danny while he's talking about this and says like, I don't like, she seems fine. And like, I don't, I, I don't think she's been skipping it's her not trips. And, I know it's not Danny, but like if, if it, if the wind moves in that direction, if people start following clues, like she's kind of. Hey, hey, Barkley, we don't need to jump to Chicago, okay? okay. There's still tons of information we don't have. Um, as you all are sort of talking about this, you the you are um I imagine you're down in like the 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 basement, the the cellar, so that uh, you know, nobody you, you don't drop any big clues in front of Stern. Uh and the ceiling starts to rumble. Uh you hear the sounds of motors outside, uh up up above you uh, outside of the cellar in the front yard of the uh, the, the parking lot of Amnesty Lodge. Um, oh, and thank God. The Fast and the Furious crew are here. Now we're saved. And like really quickly, Mama and Barclay look at each other kind of like weirded out and start uh, heading out to the surface. Um, and as they open the door and you all kind of like poke your head out of the cellar, you are temporarily blinded by this row of bright headlights shining in your direction and um they all flick off one by one and you see what was hiding behind them uh parked in formation in front of amnesty lodge is a fleet of 20 motorbikes ridden by hornets with hollis at the lead um and they take off their helmet and uh, approach the lot of you as you all kind of step out of the cellar um you see keith uh just sort of just behind them uh and keith uh, as he takes off his helmet uh, looks genuinely locks eyes with you, Aubrey, and then looks very scared. Uh, and Hollis approaches you all as you come out of the cellar and says, um, so uh, you all heard what happened at our place last night, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm real sorry about it. Yeah, it's a, um, it's awful. Um, 
So Keith told me everything about the monsters, told me that you all work to fight them and, and keep it a big secret. Mm. <laughs> um, huh. Hey, Keith, Hollis, can we talk to you over here just for a mo? Uh, Hollis says, I'm good. Just so like, I, I, I'm new at this, obviously, but like, do you, is the plan that you usually like keep us, you know, the rest of the town in the dark and then after someone gets slaughtered, then you like step in to clean up the mess? Is that how, the, that, how that's this That's been usually... working. That's been working so far. I don't yes. know what you're talking about. Okay. Well, good news. You don't need to know what I'm talking about anymore. You all are relieved of duty. We'll take it from here. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. Hi, I am Lori Kilmartin. And I'm Jackie Cashin. Together we host a podcast called... The Jackie and Lori Show. Uh, we're both stand-up comics. We recently met each other because women weren't allowed to work together on, on the road or in gigs for a long, long time. And so our friendship has been unfolding on this podcast for a couple of years. Jackie constantly works the road. I write for Conan and then I work the road in between. We do a lot of stand-up comedy. And so we celebrate stand-up and yes. we also bitch about it. We keep it to an hour. We don't have any guests. We somehow find enough to talk about every single week. So find us. You can subscribe to The Jackie and Lori Show at MaximumFun.com org or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, bye. Hi, I'm Allie Gertz. And I'm Julia Prescott, and we're the hosts of Everything's, Everything's Coming, Coming Up, Up Simpsons. Simpsons. Every episode, we cover a different episode of The Simpsons that is a favorite of our special guests. We've had guests that are showrunners and writers and voice actors like Nancy Cartwright. I got a D minus, I passed! And we've also had people that are on the Max Fun Network already. We've had Weird Al Yankovic on the show. I was just uh, struck by how sharp the writing is. I mean, that's yeah. no surprise because it's The Simpsons, but I mean, like, you can't say that about a lot, a lot of TV shows, particularly ones that at that point had been on the air for 14 years. Find us on MaximumFun.org, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, smell you later. Mm -hmm.